0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League again on a Tuesday afternoon because Mark's flight was delayed. I knew we would not be doing it Monday night, and so I didn't even tweet it out what yesterday because Mark was like, oh, yeah, we'll definitely do it Monday night. I'll get back. Everything will be fine. I won't be tired. I won't be jet lagged, et etc." Et and sure enough, you couldn't do it. Oh, he's getting a phone call right now. Like, look, this show is going to be more scuffed than MSI uh shout out while mark is on the phone at the start of this
1: sorry but... i just legit got a this is the only time everyone ever needs help getting into my building there was a delivery for ashley and they're like Can you buzz me in i was like sure
0: yeah
1: i never need to do that but okay
0: thank you to grubhub and alienware for sponsoring the show mark you're back i'm back how was it uh
1: it was it happened
2: <laughs> uh
0: be careful uh, what you wish for Is I guess the way I, I know in the past no, you no, wanted no, to do no, more no, international no. events and then
1: <laughs> no no I'm kidding I was very happy to go I had a really good time I liked casting the games I liked seeing you you guys I haven't seen Dracos in years Dracos and I as Ashley puts it he's my European boyfriend um wow. So, we were just like hanging out playing co op, couch co op games, like in our free time and stuff. Uh, I liked casting with him and Vettius and stuff, seeing Medic and all the guys. Um, I had a good time there. Nice. I did get a little sick of being in Berlin after a week and a yeah. half, yeah. Uh, but that was, I think, exacerbated by the fact that I flew so much recently. I don't think I'd, I would have felt that way if I hadn't just like done Houston to Portugal, back to LA for four days, back to like. Berlin, like all that, I think made it way worse.
0: Yeah, yeah, I imagine. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I, I've heard from a lot of people that uh, doing the, I mean, we've seen Captain Flyers, for instance, like duck out of this event or whatever. And so I I just, my understanding is that it's not the fun, the most fun way to do an international event, flying to Germany to do something that's happening in Korea when you live in Los Angeles. It's, it's a little goofy. So I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Um, what are we gonna? The, did you did you see all the memes about yeah, like the what this episode list of everything you've been watching? Right.
1: Yeah. So uh, across all these flights, I have watched probably like eight or nine movies. Okay. Um, I can't even remember everything I watched, but I I watched American Underdog, <laughs> Julia, not the new movie, but the documentary. I think. Uh, House of Gucci, The Last Duel um king richard uh, i tried to watch the sound of metal uh god like i, I would have to actually like write down everything i watched I, i've watched were you watching so these many
0: on like the seat back of the thing or did, were you watching yeah. them on your laptop okay i'm always a little yeah. worried about reviewing a movie that i see because they they edit scenes out and stuff like that you know i uh, usually
1: i'll say like edited or unedited yeah, yeah I, okay. I don't know which which ones were though um i think most of them were relatively unedited uh So, like, I think the other thing that happens on a flight is that it really skews your perception of, like, pacing issues. Because everyone says House of Gucci was so bad, and they talk about, like, how long it was. But when you're on a 12-hour flight, you don't really give a fuck. You know? So, like, that didn't bother me about House of Gucci. I didn't know the story. The story is crazy. The (laughs) acting is hilariously bad. Um, But it's so bad, it wraps around to being enjoyable again. Have you seen it?
0: No. No. I mean, I did, again, I didn't hear good things about it, so I wasn't going to watch it. I would, got, I would say is watch Adam it. Driver bad in it?
1: Adam Driver's okay. And, like, the thing is, none of them have Italian accents, but they're all trying. And, okay, like, okay. Lady Gaga is a great actress, but she just sounds Russian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and fucking Jared Leto's the best. He's in, like, a fat suit. He's, like, got a bald cap on. And he's, like... He, he thinks he's doing a live-action Mario or something. He's, like
2: oh we, the
1: clothing it's so nice and you're like what the fuck are you doing jared leto and it's so bad it's amazing because no one else is on that energy level everyone else is trying hard and he's just like full sending it it's so good
0: that's wild okay any any good movies
1: okay so julia i did not know who the fuck julia child was that documentary was really cool. They had, like, snippets of their journals, of her and her husband's journals. So, like, it was cool seeing... Do you know who Julia Child is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'm the only person who had no clue who this woman really? was. Really? She's, like, yeah.
0: the-, the original cooking person.
1: Yeah, she, like, launched not only what became modern cookbooks, but also was, like, the first cooking show ever. yeah, yeah. And, like, basically reinvented American cuisine as well as pop culture. It's actually insane how influential.
0: influenced her. That's why I'm surprised you didn't know about her.
1: Yeah, no, no idea. As as well as, like, just being a cool human being with a cool life. You know, like, so, like, this was cool to to get that insight on her and her relationship with her husband and stuff. Uh, That was cool. I would recommend that one highly if you don't know anything about her. Um, After that, I didn't really love any of the movies I watched. Funnily enough, I think I enjoyed. It.
0: Described as, uh, or none of the movies you listed were ones I've wanted to see. So,
1: <laughs> I think that's why I hadn't seen any of them. I, I, you know, I'm a very active moviegoer. I go yeah, to movies yeah. like once or twice, <clears throat> almost every other week. And so, if something gets past me, it's because I really didn't want to watch it. <laughs> right. So I, I just binged through all those. Uh, American Underdog might have been the worst one. Sound of a Metal is the only one I actually didn't finish, but that was more because like, it was like a pretty serious movie and, like, it's handling deaf people and deaf communities, but also it does, like, things with sound to, like, because the guy's going deaf. Sure. And on a shitty headset, like, it yeah, just, like, yeah. it- like you that would think a- that in a movie about deaf people with shitty sound, it wouldn't matter, but in some ways it was even more important because what they were trying to do with the sound effects was, like, just, like, ah! like a yeah, high pitch yeah, ringing yeah. in my ear that I'm, like, is that supposed to be what he's hearing because he's going deaf or is this just... Like, I just couldn't get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I want to do a tier list of all the movies I've seen. And I also want to do a tier list of airports I've been through now.
0: I am sad that, like, I was really hoping that you would have watched something that I would have been excited. Like, normally, when I ask you what you've been watching lately, you have something that is interesting to me. Or, I don't know, you've been playing a game that's fun or something like that. None of this was interesting to me. It's all terrible.
1: Well, I, I can't remember if there's any... I mean, you don't like sports movies. Dude, the Kurt Warner one was so fucking bad. It wasn't even a sports movie. It was a fucking romance movie. It was just totally misdiagnosed of like, what it was trying to be. That movie sucked. I mean, people liked it, but I think they liked it because they might have been wanting to go in for a sports movie. I thought it was going to be a sports movie. It was terrible. Wow. Well, uh, I, I just don't think I watched it. Like, you don't really watch that many movies. I mean, I do, do You. But- Will you watch like Marvel.
0: No, this is, this is a, a miss. What do you uh, watch? Um, what if I, what's the last thing I, uh, the last thing I did watch was Marvel because it was Dr. Strange, which just came out, but yeah, uh, I didn't watch that this weekend. Yeah. I, that is that one. You don't have lower your expectations.
1: It's a Sam Raimi movie. So
0: I don't know how they let him direct another superhero movie is what I will say. Uh, I think Ashley will like it because it's like 90s goofy horror, but boy, was it, I did not, I did not think it was particularly good. Um, a, a big disappointment, I think is the way that I would describe it. Okay. Um, well, but, but like
1: what do you, what's like, what do you like for movies? I, you don't like horror. I don't think you I like, like, there's a lot of indie movies.
0: movies that I like. Like I like, like romance, uh, uh a, a 20, what is it? Um, uh,
1: a24 does a lot of horror though. So you don't yeah, like, I know they started, do, they
0: didn't used to do horror and now they've done a ton because I think like they've just realized that they can do, there's not too many people that are doing like kind of like the low budget indie horror stuff. So I feel like they've just realized that they can occupy that space. Um, yeah, what have I seen? I don't know. It's hard on the spot to, to think about what I've seen recently, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. There's a bunch that I want to go through, um, and, and see, um, Sam's gone, so I'm just sort of sitting... Or Kobe's gone, so I'm just sort of sitting at home. In the Have you videos. seen everything everywhere oh, all
1: at once? Someone in chat no, just threw it out there.
0: I, I haven't been in this. So what I understand, I really do want to see that. Um, because I really like her. And I... I like that type of stuff, etc. But I've heard everyone's crying during it. And I've not been in the place lately where I've wanted to cry. So... Um, eh. I... Uh, Anyway,
1: dude, the the Morbius memes are great. Yeah, that dude, fucking
0: Morbius. Stay staying away from anything like that. Um, the I finished uh, a couple things recently. I finished Picard on Paramount Plus. I finished uh, Moon Knight <clears throat> two days ago, and then I have started Barry season three. And yeah, I was gonna say is so good and i love really good. it it's so it's so 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 good i love bill Hader, and he's it's amazing to see him do this you know what i mean because we're also used to him being like stefan from snl or whatever so you watch barry and you're just like this is mind-blowing and it's it is a little special to living in los angeles i feel like it it's kind of cool because they do a good job of embracing like the la vibes i guess
1: Yeah, there'll be an alleyway. And I'll be like, have I been in that alleyway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. so many Santa Monica
0: alleyways. Yes, yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) All right. Uh,
1: One final thing. If you need a feels-good show, and I know you don't like anime, Spy Family is so fucking cute. Isn't it funny?
0: X Family or something?
1: People always say the Xs in titles for Japanese shows, but you're not supposed to. Like Hunter X Hunter is supposed to be Hunter Hunter, and Spy Family is supposed to be Spy Family.
0: Yeah, everybody's been Um, tweeting about that. Like, my Instagram stories are just all... It's a very
1: easy anime to get into. It doesn't do any of the usual, like, gross anime shit. Like, there's nothing gross about it. It's just a funny
0: show. The only anime that I've watched in the past year or so was Arcane.
1: This is just like Arcane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway. (laughs) I really... That was great, because I expected you to give me one reaction, and then you just leaned into it, which was very funny. All right. Let's, uh...
1: I'm going to go take some Advil. My back's getting worse as I sit in this chair.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: Dude, my back feels like it's going to
0: fucking... Do you you, you ever watch Old? No.
1: (laughs) Well, you don't care, right? It's fucking Old by M. Night Shyamalan. You're not going to watch it.
0: We don't no spoilers. Look, look, we have a bunch of people that watch us. You always try to spoil shit for our Some massive lady. audience.
1: Back break.
0: Yeah. door is a COVID symptom. Uh oh. All right, Twitch chat. We're gonna actually talk about League of Legends esports. I promise. But this people wanted the first fifteen minutes. Uh, Don January says, "Travis, I'm not gonna lie. This is a terrible time to do a show." That's the whole. We have to do it at this point in time because we couldn't do it last night this is the way it works msi pushes stuff around we'll be back on the regular schedule soon uh all right i have to just fill time while mark is gone and he's back okay thank god okay mark let's talk about msi
1: what's there to talk about
0: well i'm just curious um what was it like being on the ship while it was sinking
1: what what ship was sinking? The NA ship, you mean?
0: No, MSI.
1: What, what do you it's mean MSI? Because I titled
0: the stream "MSI Drama Llama Hotline League," and people are like, "There's drama at MSI." I'm like, this—that's well, how yeah, I know. What? That's how I know North America has been sleeping because they don't even know that this what is What drama are you
1: talking about, my good sir? Which are you man? talking about the format? Are you talking about the ping issues? Are you talking about the LPL and LCK fans just being racist to each other everywhere online? Are you talking about um, games having to be going 0-4? Yeah, the remakes? Like, what are you talking
0: yeah, ex- about? My point, exactly. Uh,
1: <laughs> when people ask what drama, they're not asking.
0: No, no, no. no. People me, are saying, about, like, which, there's which drama, or like, did I miss the drama? Yeah. Like, people are not. No, no, no.
1: I know, yeah. I'm kidding. They, what they mean to be saying is which drama. Yes. This is what they should be asking.
0: <clears throat> so. Is this the worst international event since Worlds Season 2?
1: On a technical level, I think you could say so.
0: I mean, I, I don't even might've... know if there's any on, on a different... I mean, obviously, I guess... Well,
1: actually, yeah. What level would you say it's, it's succeeding on right now? The games have not been interesting. Nothing no. has been close. I
0: have not enjoyed MSI. Like, I, I will say that here. Like, I am not having a good time watching msi i don't want to watch this msi i'm more excited i'm more excited now that we're getting into rumble like i do you know what you that that will be cool but yeah
1: it's too early to title this but you could make the case that thus far it's the worst riot tournament ever maybe like some all-stars you could say are worse but at least of like the msi and worlds yeah um Season two Worlds, while it had like that horrible 12 hour delay into like playing the games a later day, it was still kind of like the scrappy beginnings and people kind of enjoyed it almost. Um, and it was also like the rest of the tournament was good. Whereas, like right now, like you said, it MSI has not succeeded on any level other than like you could argue viewership is probably up because you're making China and Korea play early in the tournament. Yeah, we don't, but I mean,
0: we don't even know.
1: They, well, they were doing that last year, too. Maybe
0: ships up because you're making China play more games than anybody else.
1: <laughs> yeah, technically. That's the secret. Make China oh, play... Oh, oops,
0: everyone. The Chinese team has to play three more games. Hey, whoops. Oh, wow.
1: Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it'll be worth tracking that, but by the end of the tournament, you can maybe make the case that this is the worst Riot event ever.
0: Yeah. like major riot major international yeah i'm sure there's like random you know i'm sure some like in like the one of the smaller regions has probably had like a terrible oh i'm sure there were were worse like ims or whatever yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah. but at least like this this one feels really bad there was a jat and i talked about like trying to make a new format we were going to do a bunch more jail there's a reddit thread yeah we got a reddit thread about it I felt bad. We baited everyone to be like, we're going to be doing these after every show. And then, like, yeah. one day we had to like realize we weren't allowed to do them at the riot because sh- uh, we were doing them right from the riot venue. But it's like we were keeping security guards there and we didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, can you guys not do that? And we're like, oh, our bets. So then we didn't do it that day. Then we did it one day again. Then he got sick. So we, we just baited everyone into like, yeah, we're going to do these after MSI every day. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but we did talk about the format a lot too. So I assume there'll be a lot of callers. I will say, I don't want to go too hard on the format this episode on how you feel like on callers about that.
0: I mean, we can take one or two, but there's so much to talk about in this episode that <clears throat> I don't think that we can do an entire episode about the format. Like, yeah, I just like, I will just say I have not, I cannot think of an. There's been times where I will admit there have been times where I've been like, Oh God, like, like I get excited for Worlds on a fan level, but I'll be like, oh, I don't want to travel. Or especially during the last couple years, where I've been having to switch schedules and all this stuff. It's been like, oh man, it's like tough to like s- switch schedule. And so I won't, I won't look forward to it on like a, on a like professional level, I guess. Is how to maybe a personal. I don't know how to describe. It. People can probably figure out what I mean. But this is the first time where I've ever just been like, I don't want to be covering this event. You know what I mean? Like I just am not like I've done far less interviews this stage than I normally do because I've just like not, I basically was like, I'm only going to interview group C Um, and I'll interview the other teams later on. But like, I also don't think my audience is particularly interested in teams that are not going to be making it into rumble. So I just was like, I'll, I'll cover it when it gets to rumble. So I haven't, I haven't watched all the games and I, like it's just not good it's not a good compelling there's not good content here you know even like, yeah, the, like the rabid fans who are like i don't care i'll watch anything like i just don't
1: ugh. yeah like what's what's the primary narrative coming out of group stage right now or, yeah out of groups
0: uh it's a three team like the i think the primary narrative is who's the best between T1 RNG and uh G two, almost certainly T one, but I guess we'll find out, you know.
1: But wouldn't that have been the narrative even if you didn't play
0: these yes. games? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the only narrative that you have is the fucking same narrative you would have had coming into the tournament without playing this like stage. I, mean, I guess game. you
0: can be interested about Saigon Buffalo, you know? Like that's people are kind of excited about them and the fact that they're good and having them back. Like but yeah, I I don't know. And again, we're looking at it from The perspective of north american viewers so i'm sure that like there are some of these wild cards like just saying get rid of groups is not a reasonable thing because you don't know what that means for the teams that didn't make it out of groups but yeah yeah it's just
1: i am glad the saigon buffalo did well i was i was aboard their hype train i was glad to have gotten that one right a lot of people were like the dfm hype train but i was like no i think saigon's gonna do it yeah. So Saigon getting out was cool as the VCS second seed. Um, that that was really hype. Um, so I, I've got a couple callers on s- some minor things, but there's still other things to talk about. Like, uh,
0: so yeah, things RNG, to talk about this, this s- episode. Uh, obviously, all the MSI drama, remade games, format, uh, the teams that are here, any any of that stuff. I think we can talk about Rumble. Uh, the big thing. Let me click on schedule. All right. You're I sure you're, I'm sure you're aware of this, right? Mark, if you go to lollysports.com schedule. Oh my just, God.
1: It's the classic Travis complaint. Here we go.
0: You say it's the classic Travis complaint. Is it not? What are, uh, do you know about you? You've missed this maybe because you've been traveling. There's, there's been Reddit threads about it. Cadrell was memeing about it. Go to lollysports.com schedule. There's no future scheduled matches.
1: Oh, they don't they're even have, like, the TBDs listed? No, they
0: don't even have the TBDs.
1: Oh, okay. So I went on the MS... I, I was looking at this last night. I didn't even try to go... I don't even... Use, like, who uses a little esports site? It's so fucking bad. I used the the Leaguepedia site, and that had TBDs, but at least had the... Me, at least I knew, oh, Friday morning is the next time I'll need to, like, wake up early. Right.
0: But think about, like... You're thinking about it from your perspective of like you're like you're gonna watch all these games because you're gonna be talking about them on a bunch of different content and all that stuff you're gonna be doing, but yeah, but like Think for about fans, it from like... like the EG or G two fan perspective, like they're trying to decide if they want to watch this stuff live. Are they supposed to be like when when are their when are their games playing? Like, there's probably a lot of like, and who do they play? You know what I mean? Like, do you do you care if you're gonna watch your team play against like? somebody they're expected to beat. I don't, like, that's the, it's just crazy to me because... Yeah,
1: is it like, are is G 2 playing again first start of the yes. day so West Coast fans can stay up or is it end of the day and you wake up early? Like, what is...
0: Yeah, and who are they playing? Like, maybe you don't care as much about watching G2 versus Saigon, you know, but maybe you do want to watch G2 versus T1. And it's just, it's wild to me. And again, like, I know you meme about yeah, lol.esports.com sucks, so just go to, like, Leakpedia or whatever. But there are a lot of casual fans. A yep. lot of casual fans. And maybe they're not going to be staying up late anyway, but maybe they're in Europe or maybe they're on the East Coast or something, and so it's not as painful for them. And so that you just go and you're like, is MSI fucking canceled? No future scheduled matches. Like, they just...
1: <laughs> MSI's done. Did you guys not see the end? They handed RNG the crown. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I agree that we are very biased about who we think the league fan is. Like, people in Twitch chat, you guys are the tryhards. You are not the, like, normal league fan who are much more casual. Yeah. um, Who, like, see that the game is on, like, oh, I guess I'll watch, you know, or... Wait, yeah, John Scovick
0: in chat says the league client literally has a button that says see full schedule and it leads to that blank page with no feature schedule <laughs> matches. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's incredible. That's incredible.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We should go on a walk this week. I got a lot of stuff to talk to you about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was it was nice talking to the European guys. I'll yeah. say that.
0: We'll talk. We'll talk um okay yeah go get tested so that we can we can be sure yeah yeah I'll i have a rapid test if you need one uh you want to just so. eat that at me yeah yeah we'll do i'll do that after the show yeah that
1: sounds okay easy. Um, book one.
0: i guess we can talk about if if people want to talk about stuff more more close to home because i'm kind of i think i said this last year but i'm worried that like north american fans have just tuned out of this event now um and so if we do want to talk about stuff that's not just msi we can talk about, uh, the cloud nine roster, which has gotten revealed. And they did the video today talking about how it was formed and all that stuff. So maybe we can do that. Oh,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. I haven't yeah. watched that video yet, to be honest.
0: Yeah. I didn't either. I mean, I don't think it's anything too crazy. Durability
1: um, patch. Mm. Yeah. Travis won't have anything to
0: add to that. Golden guardians starting to... stick and LCS. I heard that in coach, a, coach a promoting himself. Yeah, the classic. The I'm classic. waiting for Dardoch to start on Immortals. Yeah, uh, if there's any,
1: if there's any like just NA topics for the offseason, I mean, I, I don't mind grabbing them. I think there yeah. is enough to talk about with just MSI, but um, it's a low show uh, in terms of people in the channel right now. I understand it might be hard to call in if you're working normally at night. At least everyone watching probably isn't doing anything else. Where yeah. now I'm, we might be second monitor at school or things like that. <clears throat> um, here, I'm spamming the the Discord. In Twitch chat, so go ahead and join up if you want. We only got a couple of callers pulled right now. People are still typing. Uh, we don't really have a ping take yet, but I, I don't know if, if people are gonna have one. Um, but go ahead, join up on the Discord. You all know the spiel. Club calls, club calls to join. Topic up above. If I like topic, you get pulled.
0: Yeah, yada, we've yada, only yada. gotten probably eight or nine takes in the chat. Uh, in the in and a lot Plub of them are like so the far. same
1: topic, and I'm not gonna yeah. pull five people about the same topic
0: pull one yeah. or two so uh please feel free this is a good time to get on the show because uh, again we're doing it at an odd time and we didn't have a great amount of lead time to announce it or anything like that so it just yeah. makes sense that there's less folks on but this is for all the people who already show up in the vod and are like wow they always pull the same people or whatever well wow, they did go take a look at the takes folks because uh well can, and- in, in discord you can go look
1: the funny thing is, it probably will be the same people on this episode because it's the the super fans who are yeah. are randomly showing up at 1.30 on a Tuesday,
0: unannounced. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, either way, uh, we'll get Anyways, into all that. Yeah. Do you want to go you grab get somebody? the first caller? Sure. All right. We've gotten a ton of subs since the start of the show, so thank you to Eari, uh, core user Twitch, uh, Penguin Buddy, Jordan. Gengariffith, Exmire, uh Chimera, Elmo, Yeshua, D. Fitch, Max Trixton, Papyr, uh, Diwali, Evelyn Nest, Hall. Oh, you know what's interesting is that I'm getting... Do you guys hear Mark ever? Because he's talking in the, the Skype and for some reason I can hear it. Okay.
1: Wait, you can hear me in Skype?
0: Yeah, I think... I think I had Skype going out in my headphones. So when you switched channels, I heard your voice coming through the headphones. And But uh, my,
1: I'm muted on Skype. What the hell?
0: I don't think you are. Yeah.
1: It says That's microphone weird. muted on Skype. I'm looking at it.
0: Anyway. Well. Our first caller of the day is here. It's Michael. Where are you calling from? Michael, where are you calling from? Michael, Mike, Mark. This
1: is just what we needed. Hold on. <laughs> <Okay. let> me... <laughs>
0: I'll read off some more names. Uh, D Fitch. Thank you for the 18 months tier two. Thanks. Max Trixton of Papayer, de Valley, Evelyn Est, Monge Hall, son of kill.
1: Well, I'm going to disconnect him and kick him okay. out and okay. have him join. Hopefully.
0: <clears throat> so Jeff as yeah. yes and low poly so it was working on the other channel i guess
1: i yeah i was literally talking to him and i was like oh your microphone sounds a little muffled are you good you know like i hope he guys if if you,
0: he says can you add me straight to the channel he, yeah needed, i see that you need to join He's, the channel first yeah jo- join a channel i love Michael. the people who think that we could just like if they're just in the discord server we could just activate their microphone and headset yeah, and pull them.
1: Yeah, that'd be fucking terrifying if someone yeah. could just pull you in, <laughs> into calls yeah Oh no! Uh, uh, go go ahead and join one, uh, Mike. We'll try again. But uh, if if I ever say your microphone doesn't sound good, but we you're up next, like don't just we'd rather have you working right away than try to just uh, you know do a last support. minute fix and then yeah, break yeah. your microphone.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a somewhat scuffed mic is better than a non-working okay, okay, one. Right, All right, right there he is.
0: Yeah. Hello, Michael. Oh, we got some sign of life. We Michael, got some static. Are you oh. there? Hey, oh. all right, Michael. What's your t- Michael? Just, Michael, just... where are you calling from? Uh, middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. Okay, what do you want to talk about on the show?
3: Uh, I just want to talk about the MSI format. In my opinion, it's fine as it is. People are kind of blaming the format for external circumstances. I guess.
0: Why is it fine as it is? Uh,
3: a couple of reasons. I think it's important for your middle of the season international event event to be pretty fast paced because teams are doing stuff for summer split. Um, it also gives minor regions a chance to show off internationally, I guess, even if that showing off isn't particularly impressive. Uh, it's just like a faster, a faster-paced, uh, more volatile format that works for uh, a middle of the season international. North Whereas I think the actual big format changes need to be pointed more towards Worlds.
0: I mean, I'm a little surprised to th- say to hear you say that you think this is faster-paced because like, there's been six days of games and they felt like a a drag to me. Like, I would not describe yeah. what just happened as like a faster-paced events like a faster paced event in my mind is like a week or 10 days you know
1: well also a fast paced event would once it has determined the information move on quickly like okay t1 went 3-0 just fucking don't make them play the rest of their games you know like you can you can set up things in such a way that the faster someone proves themselves then they, they move on or they get dropped out versus like you know we played a lot of, of, of irrelevant games. We played a ton of games that had no impact on the schedule or the standing.
3: It's determined you can just cut it off and move on. Um, I think it is important that games don't need to have stakes to be entertainment too.
0: You're saying like you don't think you need to have stakes for a game to be entertaining? Right.
3: I, I think that's just like a that's kind of like a forced point in my opinion.
0: I don't know. I, I think it Okay. Oh, go ahead. And
1: I was going to say, in a tournament, I think they do, or they should have stakes. And I think you can make the case that like a show match between two top teams can be fun, or a show match that doesn't matter, it's just one, and it's like, oh, we're out of the tournament anyways, let's troll picks, can be fun. Um, but not so when a- like on on your last three days, like almost half your games don't matter.
3: Yeah, in a purely competitive tournament, yes, every game should have some, every game should matter. Uh, but I don't think the point of MSI is to say these are the twelve best teams in the world, and they're going to duke it out to see who the best team is. Because if that were the case, we'd be playing best of three or best of fives every single time.
4: And well, we'd I have, think like,
0: that's where make... I disagree. Because that's that's how Riot positions it. They're like well, these are the best teams in the world, and watch and and take notes. Like they they literally put it in the notes. branding. Take, not
1: have fun take yeah, yeah. notes this is serious fucking business guys
0: yeah yeah so that's that's where i disagree like if this was all stars then yes i would agree with you that like it's not being positioned as these are the best or whatever uh but here i feel like they really do try to position it that way and maybe the argument should be that they shouldn't for msi no maybe that's there's not, like that's... go ahead Mark.
1: i mean so the other thing i'll say michael is that we don't have a lot of games between regions like there's just not that many we have two tournaments you know and it feels bad to have low stakes games that don't matter um and when when you have a bad format and also extremely limited amount of tournaments it feels extra bad i'd say for fans of games where you watch your top play uh, teams go against each other every month you know like some shooters or fighting games and stuff like that then yeah have some more fun have some more show matches do whatever but like in a situation like this, where you get two tournaments a year, you kind of want the stakes to be there because there's there's not many other times. Like there's, there's not really that many games.
3: Well, I'm not saying that MSI has zero stakes. Like it's still an international event. It's just that I think we should be focusing the format fixes on worlds and Riot should probably put more money into making Worlds the most competitive format possible and just leave MSI as sort of like a teaser almost for Worlds.
0: I just, I feel like that's a false dichotomy. Like you can improve both MSI and Worlds, right? It's not like, it's not like Riot's like, well, it would cost us another 50 grand to like make Worlds better and we want to like put that 50 grand, sorry, to make MSI better and we want to put that 50 grand towards Worlds. It's like... You there are there are changes that can be made to make this event better without Like minimizing worlds now. I I will say I want to your credit. There's discussion to be had about hey, if you I To your credit, I do think Riot has leaned heavily on making MSI feel like a very limited event to try to make worlds feel more valuable like we're only going to have one of these teams from each region because if you start to have more, then like, does that mean that MSI, like they want worlds to feel very, very big, very important, very whatever. And this is just the checkpoint. And it's been very clear that they've done that. I think I would argue they've done it to the extent that you now have teams that don't even want to go to MSI. Right. I don't know if they ever put on an official statement, but it seems to be that there's a general, there's a general belief that RNG was trying, was like down to skip this event. That is, like, not great. That's not a great sign. Now, obviously, there's extenuating circumstances there, but I I do feel like there's people that have kind of soured on the idea of going to MSI versus just taking a break, resetting, and looking good in summer because usually you get screwed whenever you go back. But um, so I do think that it's fair to say that there's a balance between worlds and MSI, but I also just think, like, at this point in time, community sentiment is so negative around MSI and around the format that, like, it's at what point in time does it become a bad format? You know what I mean? Like if people are not entertained by the event and they feel like it's because of the way that the, the, the tournament is run, isn't that the sign of a bad format? Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on what you want out of
3: MSI because if Riot wanted MSI to be a, as competitive internationally as Worlds is, they would just do the Worlds format. So obviously I
0: think no to, at the very least what they want is for MSI to be entertaining. Yeah,
1: because the problem about comparing it to Worlds is that the budgets are not the same. Like you can't just control Z control V Worlds to now. If you think Worlds is a better tournament, it's not like there's a reason that MSI is smaller and it's cuz they go all out for Worlds. So like to okay. the point about like format changes, the reason those are interesting is because in theory you can keep the same number of broadcast days, keep the same venues, keep the same everything setups, which is Make it so that the games result in either more interesting matchups, the stakes are higher. You like th- that's what a format does. Whereas, like, if you think the content is lacking around MSI, which I think I saw another people talking about that on well or something, like fixing content means you have to like find money to like do certain different things, or you, you start changing the maybe you think the content existed but it just wasn't great. Like having multiple podcasts about MSI that all get dropped on the same day seems like a weird decision. You could argue. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Travis, but like, like those, those are kinds of like other things you can, you can talk about the, the tournament. Like, there's a bunch of different avenues. The nice thing about a format change is it's literally just changing. If if you keep it cert- under certain restrictions, you're just m- ideally making the matchups better and more interesting.
3: But coming from an entertainment perspective, I think uh, I like people have considered past MSIs to be reasonably entertaining, right? It's just like this one specifically that people are kind of like we've reached like critical mass or whatever of people saying, nope, it's it's done. And well, I this is that's... only
1: the, the second year this format existed. Last year was, was the only other time that they had this format.
3: Oh, what did they do before?
1: Before, the only teams that played in the play-in portion were the wildcard teams and like NA and uh, VCS slash LMS. So like... The top four oh. teams, the top four regions were waiting already in bracket play or in group stage, top, top and play-ins three. was about finding the next two. No, it was, it was oh. four waiting, two moved in,
3: I believe. And so viewership on the play-in stages was just, like, awful, right?
1: Well, I mean, the playing stages were competitive, at least. A lot of people yeah. didn't care because you're not watching LCK play, which is like, okay, I'm not watching the best teams in the world, but at least... Uh, the games themselves were competitive for the people watching here. I think you have more people watching, but people would say that it's less entertaining and what a good format would do would hopefully be solve for both.
0: Yeah. My argument, Michael would be that even if you're getting more people to watch earlier in the event, that they will probably tune out faster, right? Like you are getting more people to watch. It's like clickbait headlines for like a really bad article on a website. Like maybe you temporarily drive more traffic. To that article, okay. but long term you're lowering the brand value of your website and people are going to start ignoring you at a certain point in time. Um, and so that's my worry with MSI is like, sure, maybe you've boosted views uh, for group stage or what was previously plans, But now people are like, I don't know if I want to watch this event because like when I tune in, I don't enjoy it. And so you long term you're doing detriments. You're it's very detrimental to the brand. Of
1: or like to Travis's team. point, RNG's like we don't want to f- fucking play three more games again or something. You yeah, know, yeah. like the teams themselves. Like we, we haven't even really discussed it from a team angle. Like what do the they, the players think of the format and stuff? You know, like that is another angle to consider because it's not just about the the fan experience.
3: Yeah. But so wouldn't you say like we have seen, not every game has been competitive, but there have been like a reasonable number of competitive games.
0: No. I opinion. would, I would not say there's been a reasonable number no. of competitive games.
1: I would disagree. Um, I, yeah. I, I think, and that's why most people are are finding it boring, Michael. Maybe, maybe you're enjoying it. If, if hey, if you are, no shade, but there are a lot I, of people who are watching T1 like th- the games. Like half the games were 20 minute games, but like all the major regions just kind of dominated. There was like one close RNG game the entire time against. Uh, yes. Yeah, PSG like that game was good. I'll give it that. But one out of your one out of 6 games this one team played were close is is not great. Why do I want to Here's the question. Cuz it's it's a limited opportunity space, right? The question is, you're going to play X amount of games. I don't know the exact number. Let's say you're going to play 90 games over these 3 weeks no matter what. Why yeah. is 33% of the tournament involving games that are not competitive? If you can make a format that quickly gets you to competitive, interesting games and good matchups between teams so that you have a larger portion of that limited opportunity space causing interest in and of itself, like, shouldn't you try and find a format that gets you there faster, uh, without increasing extra burden?
3: Uh, only if your goal of the format is to create the most number of competitive games, that's not the only goal of, of the format, right?
1: What are the other goals?
3: um you want to have good viewership yep and have um your big budget teams or whatever your big names on the screen more often for marketing like you want Faker on the screen as much as possible right
1: yeah ideally but then why are you playing so many games between teams that aren't T1 or something like the, the, the you can solve all these together like uh I'll do a video at some point this week talking about how you can you can cuz like yeah, you you want all those things, but why is T one pub stomping a minor region and then watching that minor region get pub stomped by another region? Like why are those like so much of the tournament?
3: This might just be me, but like I in, if if I was a T one fan, I would enjoy watching them pub stomp other teams, just like I enjoyed watching E. G pub stomp pub stomp order.
0: Well, regardless, um, I do think we've kinda gone in, in circles at this point in time, so uh, I, do want to, I do want to move us along but thank you so much Michael for the call anything you want to shout out before uh, we go we take a quick break
3: yes I definitely want to shout out CLG Demonte uh, join his discord it's popping
0: join CLG Demonte's discord okay thank you so much Michael and thank you for the call yep yeah catch you next time
1: That was that's a unique shout out I don't think we've heard a join someone's discord shout out before
0: no well we've had people shout out discords like I think people shout out, like, the Hunter T Discord because Papa Smithy talks out there a lot with people and stuff. But I did not... Yeah, not a a CLG Devante one. All right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about Alienware, our first sponsor of uh, today's today's episode. I keep saying tonight, but we're doing it in the middle of the day. Alienware is awesome. They have helped us tremendously make so many things occur. Uh, Mark was able to take their hardware with him to... Berlin, So we could do the show last week and it's just fantastic to be able to do stuff with them Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking for The new code and we're going that should be in the description of this video if you're watching On YouTube uh, right now if you want to try to do that It doesn't always work on the most recent products. They kind of get blocked out for a little bit, but that should work for other other stuff So just always give it a try. Uh, We are still working on trying to get that system open. I had somebody message me um, recently trying to get to make sure that I got credit for an Alienware purchase that they were making. So thank you so much uh, to everybody who does that. I actually really do appreciate it. Um, I I could not do what I do without Alienware and it's been fantastic to have them as a partner for so many years now. And I know sometimes it's easy for folks to just be like, oh, yeah, Travis is talking about Alienware again. But I was want to make sure that we we spend time to appreciate what they, they do to make this whole thing happen so thank you so much to Alienware you can go to Alienware.com slash Travis to check them out and thank you for sponsoring the show alright Mark you want to go grab our next caller yes sir alright uh, thank you to some more subs uh, Max Drixton, Papayor, Devalley, Evelyn Nest, uh, Monch Hall, Son of Kill Zajef, hello Zajef as yes, low poly you go, Ari Waddle, Spencer Neutron for 50 months, uh, tier three, thank you. Uh, Lord Audi is here. Lord Audi, you also sub, right? That is correct. Thank you for being a sub. Uh, I mean, you've called in before, but remind everyone where you're calling from. I'm calling from Queens, New York, the best time zone. The best time zone. Why is it the best time zone?
2: Well, oh, allows me to call without having to work, so. I appreciate uh, that. Oh yeah, yeah you're done with
1: work. That
2: what do you want
0: correct? to What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh,
2: my my hot take is that the current MSI format does a great disservice to the lower tier regions. Uh, half of them are basically doomed from the get go. A first week, uh, there's barely any space for show any talent uh, for any of the lower lower tier regions. Uh, there should be a consideration to basically allow them to basically shine between themselves. I know that it can become like a Simpsons meme of the shims fighting each other, but at the same time, I feel that by allowing the lower regions to basically play each other more often, we basically allow those regions to be more invested because they will basically be have a space to, you know, like show off against each other compared to being just Getting ordered <laughs> and just petty getting stomped by every top tier region.
0: Yeah. You don't mean Audi, do you do you mean to say that when Order wins uh their tournament, they don't it does getting to say like congratulations, now you get to go get zero aided at an international event, go lose eight games. That wasn't a tournament. reward? That's not that was- rewarding.
2: I would like to think that they will feel differently about that, but yes, it basically <laughs> allows them to basically allows, allow them to have moments to go back to when they go back to their regions, something to show off. Uh, I know that at some point, you know, one of them has to be the last. You know, that's it's the it's the fate of a tournament. There's always going to be one that is not going to be doing the best against everyone else, but at the same time, it's not like getting curb stomped, like. Uh, I understand that there's some value to basically fighting the best, well, playing against the best of the best. You know, everyone wants to play Faker. Everyone wants to play G2. Everyone wants to play RNG. But at the same time, you know, there are screams for that. And at the same time, you know, if that's the way that you're going to show off internationally, it's just, it, just, it just feels bad regardless. It's, it's there's, I don't think there's an upside to that. It's just like, I don't know what it does to them mentally, but, but I don't imagine that it's anything good, to be honest.
0: Mark, yeah, what do you I think, think of the idea of having a system where uh, the beginning of MSI you just have like the minor regions playing against each other? Okay,
1: Travis. So, you basically want to bring back international wildcard planes. Here's what I'll say, and people might think based off my pr- the previous call, I don't think that top teams should play bottom teams. I actually do. I think, like, viewership-wise, it is absolutely worth it to get your good teams playing earlier on in the tournament. Like, I, people might think, based off how I was talking about in the previous call, I think, like, SKT should be waiting a week away from now or something. Or T1, excuse me. God damn it. Uh, I don't. I think they should be playing. And I think the bottom tier teams should get a chance to get pub stomped because they should get a chance to upset. I think both those things are totally fine. My only problem is the distribution of games and how much we have to run these games back. Like, um, I'm sure, Audi, to your point, like, Order probably didn't like getting 0 aided. But they probably liked getting a chance to take games off G2 and EG. Uh, my my problem is not that these opportunities exist. My problem is that we spend so much time continuing to give them that chance after it already was kind of proven that it's probably not going to happen. And that group is a weird one because, again, there was a team missing from there. Um, but a, a number of teams, like none of the pool four teams ever get to play against each other, right? There's, there's no him. time... Yeah, there's no time for order to say okay yeah we can't beat g2 eg we learned that lesson but are we better than istanbul are we better than japan who are we actually better than and i think that is a question that those fans would enjoy playing those 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 uh players would enjoy and i know i was reading like minor region threads because some people some some people ask you know like how do minor region fans feel that like people were saying as an order fan they were just happy to watch their games at the international tournament um and you know they're gonna watch no matter what but like yeah it a- after a certain point in time it doesn't feel good and like a's probably didn't feel good you know getting hard shit on and like i'm I- sure these teams want to play the top teams but they don't just want to keep getting blasted by them and they do want to probably play other teams i think this is just a problem that exists in international competition in riot in general, is that like you see too few matchups. You really don't see that many matchups because people get thrown into these groups, they're locked into these groups, and we we beat these groups over the head, and then half the teams are dead at the end of these groups, anyways, and they never get a chance to play other teams. Um, and they're really small groups. Like the international will have like te- eight team groups, you know, and you play best of ones. And while, you know, you might still randomly get upset by that team and you might not actually be better than them over the course of playing seven games in a group, like you learn roughly who is the best and that's all you really need. So like, I think the small group sizes in the double in the be- double round robin is what leads to some of these problems because instead of order being in a group with another pool four seed and in a group with two pool threes and two pool twos and two pool ones, you know, in an eight group team group or something like that, like you just get slammed over and over by these other things. And so that's that's where my, my target for it is, Travis, is I actually like having these teams all playing each other i actually like watching these stomps sometime but it's just the the best team in the group goes 3-0 through the first round robin they win their first game next week great now all their games don't matter you know or some team went 0-4 and now all their games don't matter and yet you still have to play them out um and i think that there there are systems that exist that would prune those games that no longer matter that can get those interesting matchups where they get their experience against the best teams in the world but you don't need to watch them beat their head into a wall, either. Things like Swiss, which most League fans probably have no idea what a Swiss format is, but would basically solve every
0: problem we have right now. Isn't that the one with a lot of holes in it? Um, exactly. Okay. Uh, I disagree, Mark. I disagree. Get T1, what? RNG, and G2 out of here. Uh, they, like if, if OPL wants to take games off of them, or LCO wants to take games off of them then like make it to the next stage of the event i don't rng t1 and g2 are not having a good time doing this it's not that exciting and like the only main the the two arguments that i can think of for this is like well maybe lco would like a chance to probably lose a game to g2 or get stomped by t1 like we know where these regions are at Right now and there was some moment where it's like oh man these wild card teams they're starting to take off but like that was a mirage I think and so uh, and then the other reason to have it happen is for viewership but like you're you're again it's like short-term gains of viewership for long-term brand damage for this event like sorry right you want more viewership then fucking invite more teams for major reasons okay don't be like well we got to get LPL to play against I don't know what whatever region and have them stomp so that you know people will stay up weird hours to watch this stuff. Like it just don't I don't think it's entertaining. I don't think it's good. And I I like it's one of those situations where they are trying to optimize to make everyone happy. Like give people from China something to watch in the early stages of the event. Give uh LCO like a chance to take a game off a major region but now no one's happy and so i think at a certain point in time you just have to start if if they want to optimize for viewership have more teams later on in the event have longer have more than just like three best of fives in this tournament and throw this whole fucking format out the window
2: i this I mean, sorry go ahead no but I, I was gonna say because i i i i came into League later. So before that, I used to watch, but I still watch fighting game tournaments and I'm very biased about, you know, like any invitation, I just basically, I see the bracket. I see that other, other them. Even it is just like pure in which everyone goes into winners. So basically the first, like the top six going to winners and the lower four going to losers bracket from the beginning. And I think that would be like an in-between in which we basically allow them to have the top things like, Encountered each other during the tournament, and the lower teams either at the losers bracket or basically just going into the losers bracket as they lose. Basically, encounter each other in having a losers bracket that basically would allow people that drop off from the winner side and allow those matches between the lower tier and the upper tier kind of mashups to happen. But I'm by, very biased I got I, I, like for no, that.
1: no. I I think that's I, I I'm personally been pushing the Swiss system recently, and I'll probably make a video about it. But like even what you're talking about, Adi, you can take. The current format and add a couple more games not many and do two groups of six top uh two go into from each go into the upper bracket and top two go into the bottom bracket and bottom two are eliminated or mid middle two go into the, the lower bracket right and you can do a single round robin for a two group system um through one week and then start playing bracket games the next the problem is we also have two group stages of best of one round robins i don't hate best of one round robins in groups i actually don't but like you can just do a bigger one right out the gate, crush through the games to roughly see a tournament bracket and then move on quickly while still giving these teams their chance to pull upsets. So if a team goes zero seven, 7 or 0-5, because it's in groups, right? Like you go zero 5 you're out, sorry. You know, but like you still got a game against every team in your group, including some of these top teams. But we spend so much time doing this into another round robin, double round robin, with like a bunch of the same matchups that we've already seen. Um... When you you can just get through it quicker. I think that's the other problem that I I've been trying to stress with this is the amount of time that is spent replaying matchups we've already watched that were never that close to begin with. Um, gets gets pretty tiring.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I can be convinced, Mark. Uh, and I'm I'm excited for when you do your video, which I'm sure will take place on my channel. Um, yes. to see to see what the your system is because maybe it will. I, I will it's- admit that I've done more. Fris- I've been more frustrated with this this format than spending time thinking about better formats. So uh, maybe maybe there is some system out there. But I do I do think that this one needs to be thrown out the window and replaced.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know some people vehemently hate best of ones, empire and chat hating them. I I don't mind best of ones for just for the fun upset potential. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a little annoying when sixty six percent of your tournament or more is like best of ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, isn't isn't that one of the most interesting things about league is like the adaptations between games? Like, nah, fuck it. All right, cool. Okay. Um. Anyways, yeah, we'll we'll be talking a lot more. But I I agree, Audi. I think your suggestion about like a loser's bracket is one that people have been desperate for for years. Um, and would, would be nice even in, in a worlds as well.
0: Best of ones. Also, you have to figure out how to seed teams. So just getting rid of best of ones is not really practical.
1: Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the best of one group stages for attempting to seed, but they don't even really do that right now.
0: I mean, is I don't think it would be
2: that difficult, given that international performance is a very good metric to basically start seeding the teams even before they go into a, like a round robin. Just basically, like best international performance gets the top, but uh, seeding, and then it just goes down from there, and then that would be basically an initial. Well, that you kind of do that
0: get... with the pool system, right? So it's like that. It we already are kind of doing that, but I th- I feel like seeding a giant bracket just based off of previous international performances that's a bit much for me i don't
1: know it's a little sketchy but if you have double round robin at least like you're a little protected against
2: the bad seed but yeah. not fully
0: lord thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller
2: uh shout out to the sponsors uh shout out to my wife they introduced me to league of legends and you know have a nice day best coast have a good one <laughs> see you
0: all right Uh, We are ready for the next caller. Mark is off to go grab them. Thank you to Shavuul, Mr. Dr. Enchilada, Fragbite Light, JJ What's Up, and Kanoke for the subs. Isdare is here. I always forget how to pronounce your name, even though you've been on the show previously. Can you remind me again?
5: Yeah, you got it right.
0: Isdare. Okay. And remind me where you're calling from.
5: Uh, London, England. London, England.
0: Uh, Did you call last week because we're at a good time for you? Is that what what happened? Yeah,
5: exactly. I'm making the most of it.
0: Okay, great. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Uh, So my Copium hot take is that um, EG's MSI struggles versus G2 particularly have been down to their imports, not their resident players, Um, with Impact losing his playoff buff and Inspired basically getting schooled by Yankos. If either of them can find form again, I think it will help EG make a much deeper run.
0: So, uh, what I'm, what I'm hearing is, uh, import talent is, is ruining North America chances at international events. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to expand on this a bit? Because Twitch chat, which you should not look at, uh, disagrees with you a little bit on, on this. So what, where's sort of the evidence that you have for impact and inspired being the, the detriments?
5: Um, obviously, JoJo's had some struggles, but um, I think that's just natural. He's actually going to be fine. Um, and obviously, it looks like Danny's been doing a lot worse, but I think that's actually down to just Yankos um, playing the map a lot better. Like, obviously, Twitch chat's going off by Inspired at the moment. I think he has had some um, good pop off moments, but actually, if you look at how the map's been played and how Yankos has allowed his team to do more, I think Inspired not playing like he did in the playoff is allowing. Eg, as a team, to do less, and uh, impact is just straight up not smurfing like he was. He was—he's doing fine, but um, as we all know, like through the playoffs, he was like one of their strongest players.
0: So I guess this is an interesting uh, way to, to go take this because the people who were like shut up about NA talent after uh, spring finals were like, it's really impact and inspired doing the work for this team. And so one could argue that if that take was correct, then you go to MSI, Impact and Inspired are no longer facing LCS talent, they're facing, uh, I guess, LEC talent in this situation. And so they can't actually pop off, do the work that they need to do to carry the rest of the team. And so they're actually now, like the, the, the secret sauce has become a bit of a detriment. Uh, that, yeah. That's, I guess, the way to look at it from that perspective um mark what do you think of this blame the jungler no
1: i i'm uh am a twitch chatter right now i i'm on, on the full other side of the camp i think um i will say you know like the whole young NA talent they'll get better yada 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 that's all true um but it's not like other teams don't have young talent as well uh like targames and flackard are rookies by the way and they just dumped on Vulcan and Danny every lane phase, basically, aside for the game three. Um, so I, I can't agree. I think Impact's been their best player by a pretty considerable margin. Um, not to say that he's perfect. I mean, you can you can pick apart any game and find people doing. Um, Targus is not a rookie. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but Flak it is. And Targus is, what, second year in the league? Um, started last year. Uh, I mean, it's the same way, like, Danny's not technically a rookie. You know, I, I would call Danny a rookie still. I, I shouldn't say that. He's not really a rookie, but I, I said it anyways. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, like, you know, Danny was struggling a lot in lane phase. Um, I think there's a lot of things that are wrong about uh, how they're, like, playing currently. It's 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 hard to say, but... I just think inspired. Like you can look at those those some highlights from inspired struggling in the games. Like some of the engages I know, but I really think the Vulcan and Danny have been struggling the most on the team. I think Impact's been the best player. I think Inspired and JoJo are kind of like a little bit together, but maybe uh, it's it's worse uh, for for JoJo. I just I can't get behind it. I can't get behind the the impacts or the imports of the problem.
0: Is there? Yeah. I agree completely with you. All right. We need more <laughs> NA talent at this event. Get these fucking no. uh waste wasted import players out of this team and replace them. Bring solo in instead of impact. All right. Bring uh I don't know who who's like a free agent NA jungler. I don't know. Uh yeah, Dardok and the jungler. Yeah, Darshan and Dardok. Okay, and then we'd be kicking everybody's ass. No, I, I do like the copium take, but I, I it's hard to feel as though... I I guess I, yeah, I would move it more in the direction of the Inspired and Impact cannot push as hard as they could before to make up for some of JoJo and Danny's gaps or whatever, right? Like, yeah. it's a situation where Danny can't pop off at the end of the game because there's other people making sure that things don't go awry whenever he's, like, losing lane and stuff like that, so...
1: Yeah, I think that's... Holy shit, Travis, you just made a good analytical point. I think, like, the team is still the team from playoffs, but before, Impact was top die, kind of, like, smurfing with, like, the Aatrox and the Mordekaiser and stuff, and now he's going toe-to-toe with Broken Blade and actually, like, doing decent. But Danny and Vulcan were losing lanes in playoffs, but then it was fine. Now they're losing lanes and then just kind of getting, like, shit on. And uh, can, like like over the course of the game, and not getting able to spoon feed kills like they could in in other situations, um, I think like they could have won some of those games for G two. They weren't unwinnable games. I don't think they're like NA's Giga doomed or anything like that. But I think the the problems we knew were there got exposed harder by better competition. Like that's kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah, Un- unsurprisingly. EG first time international team from North America is struggling against the other major regions. I'm shocked. Okay. Is there? Thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller?
5: Cat for Kobe. All right. You got a cat
1: walking and following you in the neighborhood now. What's going on there?
0: Oh yeah. Mr. Penny. Um, Anyway,
1: Mr. Penny is your sympathy cat. You need one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh why don't you go grab the next caller? <laughs> Thank you to Fragbite Light, JJ what's up, Kanoke, Blue Jay, and Cinecall Thank you everybody for the subs. Uh we are a little low on subs right now because we're down from our previous highs because of uh MSI. Yeah, Simon is here. Simon, where are you calling from? I'm calling in from Denver, Colorado. When was the you've have you ever been on the show before? i have not okay simon for those that don't know is uh one of our discord admins and has been around for a long time in fact he built this discord so thank you simon for all the work you've done Uh, glad to have you on the show after all these years what do you want to talk about on the show
6: so uh i'm here with the hot take on ping for uh, the day and so i want to preface this with uh, going into msi as an event riot had to make a choice between competitive integrity and alienating the Chinese fan base, and they decided to go with the path of making money and maintaining viewership. And so rather than having RNG just take the handicap and play on ping while everyone else is on zero, they brought everyone down to the level of 30 ping, raised up, you know, the bar so that everyone is going to be lagging. Everyone's going to be having a bad time. But they'll get more viewership and make more money from the tournament.
0: So I would argue the opposite, which is that like they needed to to put everybody on the same ping and for competitive integrity reasons, right? Like you you're not having integrity around your competitiveness whenever you have one team that's playing with a pretty big hand, handicap and nobody else is, and it creates. I think a a lot bigger of an asterisk if you go out and RNG gets smoked by T1 and it's the, the narrative becomes like, well, Riot forced RNG to play this tournament and they like, how, how mad would people be if you had that situation? So, like, it feels like, like, it's interesting because I have seen some fans been like, be like, oh, you should have just made them play on this ping and nobody else should have. But when you talk to players and coaches and folks, pretty much generally speaking, everybody agrees that like out of all the bad situations, this was the best option. Uh, that people people did want to see RNG at this event. People did want to feel as though everybody was on the same situation. I guess you could have some arguments about like, is it better to have the RNG games on 35 ping and then everybody else plays each other on not? But I don't know. Um, but it's hard to feel as though this is the less competitive integrity situation.
6: So the reason I'm saying competitive integrity here and saying that that's the problem is that it was a choice between having everyone playing on the playing field they're used to with the setup ping, uh, just the entire game they're used to, or having RNG at the tournament. Because if RNG wasn't getting this crutch to hold them up, they wouldn't have been at the tournament to begin with. Uh, So so you're
0: saying it would have been better to just not have... Uh, RNG here from the first.
6: Yeah, so don't ruin the games for everyone else by ah. wanting to incorporate that viewership.
1: You mean basically give them the VCS treatment? Like, sorry, yeah. I can't make it.
6: It's preferential treatment because China is a big region, uh, because there's a lot of money there, a lot of viewership. The Chinese market alone could sustain League more so than any of the Western market. Um, but it just completely lowers the... Quality of the games, and I don't think it changes the outcome of the games very much. I think we would still be seeing pretty much the same outcomes on zero ping, but it lowers the viewership experience and the player experience.
0: I mean, I think you'd get some pretty big differences in outcomes because there's a good chance that like NA or EU would have made it to finals, which if I we're don't on think zero ping, yeah, well, if you're yeah. on zero ping and RNG's not here, right. Oh, oh, I wasn't oh, making yes. a joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zero
6: yeah, ping yeah. and RNG is not here. The R- RNG yes. not
0: being there is the bigger reason they would make it to finals. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah because is no, only taking up one spot then. <laughs> no, yes. Sorry.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought you were just memeing. No, no, no. Um, so, like, I, I hear what you're saying, Simon, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong factually, but I also think, like, the um, real-world factors still matter. Like, to that that point that Travis just made, like, the tournament will have a huge asterisk no matter what. And I feel like fans and teams would rather have that asterisk be the ping was a little higher than games typically are than it be the team that... The region that's won the most international tournaments in the last four years isn't there. I think that concession is a more palatable one to the overall ecosystem than China was excluded. And um, to me, I would hope the decision makers at Riot, it's not like a binary thing, um, but it's like, yeah, that region is really important to the ecosystem of the game and just cutting them out is not smart. Um, not just for the LPL fans, but for LCK fans and stuff. I think... You know, people always say like, "Oh, would they do this for the other regions?" And it's like, "Well, some of them, yeah. Like, if you had this tournament in Shanghai and T1 couldn't play, but they could play on 35 ping, they would do the same thing, 100 percent." The question becomes blurrier when it's other regions that are not your two favorites, and when it's higher than 35 ping. So for VCS in the past, the ping would—if they were going to do this for the those Vietnamese teams, one, they're not really favorites; they're not going to. Seriously, most likely be making a late run into your tournament. Um, and two, you wouldn't have the ping be 35, it'd be much higher, most likely. So um they absolutely would make this concession for LCK. They might not make it for any other regions, and even if they would consider it, it would heavily depend on the ping situation. Um and to me, that's a fine thing. To, like Other sports do this too, uh, where they'll make concessions for top talent to show up. They will make the tournament more palatable to the top talent because they want them there. Like Fighting games do it all the time. Um, like it, It's really not that uncommon to be like, hey, we're going to try and make this something that you're going to want to play it and stuff like that and be good for the sport as a whole. Um,
0: I will say yeah. it's been yeah. fascinating to me to see all the like wild conspiracy theories that have come out from all this stuff. Like even in chat right now, Vanadar says Korea would have been cut as well, which is, it's crazy to me that that is like a perspective. And I've seen stuff like that before. It's like, it's insane to me that some people think that they would have been like, sorry, T1. You can't play. Yeah. Biggest
1: name in the Michael Jordan. Sorry, you can't play.
0: And then, and then, uh, Kers here says Riot are trying to get Valorant in China. No way they would cut them out of MSI. I'm like, what? Like, I don't think that's not a factor at all. The like,
1: team came in and they're like, listen up, <laughs> League Global Esports team.
0: <laughs> and so there's there's and, and I'm sorry to call you guys out, but obviously you're in the Twitch chat. You know how this works. Um, and so it's and there's just there's a whole lot of just like crazy shit that you see online where people think that like right intentionally made the ping weird or that like riot intentionally forced the LPL teams to play again Again, I'm not saying that these are like you know I always get accused whenever I talk about something like this that I'm trying to act as though this is the general consensus I know it's not it's just hilarious to me to see like the fringe beliefs that come out of this stuff where people just start like I don't know I, I also think like the fuck up around the ping stuff which by the way is still riots fault um, At the end of the day they come up they make the, the game like they're responsible for this stuff like it's they made the mistake but it's still their fault but I do think that we would be having less like I think we'd be complaining about the format I don't think we'd be complaining about having RNG at this tournament if we had not had weird unstable ping situation if all the players had just been saying yeah it sucks playing on 35 ping but whatever Like, I think we would not be having this conversation about whether or not RNG should be at the tournament. It became a bigger conversation when players started to come out and say, like, it doesn't feel like 35 paint. Like, when all these extra complications came out, that's, I think, where people start doubting the premise.
1: Yeah, and, and so some people are saying, Chad, like, you're crazy if you don't think Riot doesn't cater to China. Yeah, they fucking do. Of course they cater to China no one's denying that, but the point being that they wouldn't also cater to Korea is also insane. You don't think Riot caters to Korea?
0: I also think there's a difference between, like, are are they making decisions? For instance, the fact that North America has not held an international event in like- Six years, 2016, yeah. Well, we had MSI in North America more recently, right? Or did we not? Did we? I don't think so. Okay, whatever. The the fact that it's been longer than a decade or half a decade since we had an international event in North America, that is obviously a situation where they are catering to the Asian audience. Um, But that is also not
1: Reykjavik And and the the games are played at good times for the Asian market in Reykjavik, you know?
0: Yes. And so that is obviously catering to that market. There's a difference between that and we're going to artificially imbalance the competitiveness of this tournament in order to cater to the audience or something you know i just don't like if right here's a here's a great case in point if riot was catering to the Ch- the chinese audience at the detriment of competitive integrity they would not have remade they would not have had rng replay those games like yeah. that is not a very popular decision so it's just RNG
1: hated it clearly. Yeah,
0: they were not happy. Um, and so I just, uh, I I think it's I think it's funky whenever people want to just look at one side and and ignore the other.
1: Well, and, and like to this point, like we can admit that there are certain factors that make some regions more important than others. I have no problem admitting that. Um, but I just think it's it's when the tinfoil hat grows a little too large, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course, real world factor wise, like this is still a sport. You have to like consider, you know, what what's going on here, but like to think that they are bending over backwards to like try and make China win or something, or like they wouldn't extend these same courtesies to other like regions in a similar situation. Like again, yeah, sorry, VCS, you're not China or Korea. It's just it's just true. You know, like that sucks to hear, I know, but that's probably like the reality of the situation. And like, there are always going to be things that cause these other regions to be more considered when trying to figure out what's going to make a good tournament.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Simon, thanks for the call. It's yep. nice to have you thanks on. Anything, me. anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh,
6: massive shout out to
0: uh, Travis Scafford books.
6: <laughs> book videos.
0: I'm I'm hoping to do a couple videos for that channel in the next uh, month or so. Um, I'm going to try to interview an author, and I'm also going to try to do something with the Seventeenth Shard folks. So, uh, if it's the book channel does not have a committed release schedule, I don't feel bad when things haven't hit there for a bit. So, but I'm hopefully we'll get some stuff there soon. Thank you, Simon, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Take care.
1: Uh, I finished Warbreaker on the plane, Travis. Oh really? Yeah, finally.
0: Okay, it's. I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. You you talk about that era two, right?
1: Uh, Era two of Mistborn? Yeah. No.
0: Well, you know, Last Metal comes out this year, so.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll I'll do it. Should Should we do a mini little book review right now?
0: Uh, I mean, no spoilers, but. What what were you not? Because Warbreaker is, I think, one of my still one of my favorites up there. What, I what think were,
1: yeah. I I don't really like Brandon Sanderson's sense of humor. There are times he makes me funny; it makes makes me laugh. But a lot of like his like witty humor dialogue makes me want to die. Yeah, and there I, were multiple main POV witty humor characters that made me want to die.
0: Isn't there only Light Song?
1: A Siri does it. A, Air bit in the beginning, she gets more serious throughout the book when sh- things yeah, no happen. Spoilers. But, but, but yeah, um, no. Light Light Song is is so brutal. But like, even like the mercenaries have like a lot of this like kind of humor going. And-
0: yeah, I I yeah. like Light Song a lot. I think he's really cool and I think he's an interesting character. Um, he's an interesting I mean, that,
1: character. I hate the jokes and that's like eighty percent of his dialogue.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is something that a lot of people don't like lopin a lot of people don't like um wayne and they don't like light song and they don't like early shallon Shalon yeah. is
1: is like yeah, the yeah. bane of my existence no, no. yeah no Brandon
0: sanderson definitely has like the haha fun pun type thing um whereas like yep. if you go read abercrombie you got glockta being like yep maybe today i I'm love glockta die. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. anyway I, it's Body found yeah, by the river, uh, or by yeah. the docks. Uh,
1: that, and then the ending, without spoiling, was just very abrupt.
0: Yeah, 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 that's fine. It was anyway, just like, his honeymoon the ended. over. He had to go back. Anyway, um, go grab our next caller. Okay, off he goes. Uh, oh, no more subs in the past 18 minutes, so now we sit in this awkward silence. Uh... Uh, that's not true, Oliums. There's there's some stuff. There's some stuff. Uh oh yeah, Lyft is probably another character that Mark does not like. I'm I'm okay actually with that that stuff. I think the humor is fine, but I can understand. Okay, it's a Jake is here. It's a Jake. Where are you calling from? Oh, not again. How does this keep happening, Jake? Jake, Jake please.
1: All right, I'm going to disconnect you, Jake, and we're going to go for the direct pull.
0: So rejoin one of the channels, and Mark will pull you back in. I don't know. It's uh, just to be clear, this is a Discord thing. Everybody always Skype whines is about somehow Skype fucking so this much. up again. Everybody whines about Skype so much, but we have just as many issues with Discord. Uh, Where did he?
1: He's not. What was his name again? Jake. It's Jake. So, I mean, something like join that. a room. <laughs> so we can pull you if we ever have to disconnect you you have to rejoin a room in order for us to there he is great
0: all right hello jake can we hear you wait somebody else left the waiting room the other person that was in the waiting room left um let's what is happening
2: (laughs) dude It
1: goes. It's it's a daytime show. The sun's up, and Hotline League Collins lose their mind. Jake, okay,
0: okay, let's let's try. Should we do waiting room? Yeah. Do you want to... Let's do the waiting room. I'm gonna move Yeshua into sub calls. Okay. Jake, can we hear, hear? Can we hear you here? Jake. Oh my god. Okay. I was just talking to this guy. What happened? <laughs> I hate this. Well, they're bug. muting and unmuting. So they're, they're, unmuting they're
1: acknowledging that's. All right, let's try. I'm going to disconnect you again, Jake, and just join a room again.
0: Okay. I'm going to go back to Honor. Okay. Sorry for the tech issues, folks. TGI officially, officially worse than Riot Productions. Well, I'll tell you, we won't remake this episode. So I think that worked for, for good there. Yeah. Uh I moved Yeshua back to the waiting room.
1: Alright, Jake is back again. I'm gonna move him to the waiting room and I'll see if I can talk to him there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, go go for it. I maybe I'm just too intimidating. People climb up around me. They'll talk to Mark, but not me. Or make all of Hotline League from episode one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um <laughs> Travis, we need you to play those three calls back, please. Yeah. Uh I have not read Dragonlance Chronicles. I don't tend to read stuff that's like super old school. I tend to try to read stuff that's written in the past, like twenty years. Here you go. Let's
1: try Yeshua.
0: Yeshua, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from?
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yeshua, <laughs> Yeshua, yes, yes, I saw your mic I light up for a second. Just talk to him. Yeshua, please. What's happening? Is Discord this is like a coordinated?
1: This must be because this is like a coordinated assault by viewers yeah, to like
0: yeah.
1: uh, Oops, I started moving waiting room
0: Um, This is hilarious wait, what if I just join? Hello Oh my I, god, yes, I just went to
1: yeshua, and I'm like all right, we'll do him first because his microphones working
0: Hello yeshua? it's got to be a di- okay I'm gonna disconnect and reconnect because maybe, maybe I'm the problem
1: maybe maybe we're the problem
0: yeah okay okay I' am joining on air hello can you hear hello. me
1: hello I can hear you we can still hear each other so we can't be the problem
0: um yes I think so
1: Yeshua God damn it. I'm just pulling people around now. Can you,
0: can you, whenever I'm not around, can you hear him?
1: You, you leave Travis. Let's see if you're the problem.
0: Okay. okay, okay. Um, this is everyone. Enjoy this tech support live on air. Uh, I'm now on, on air too, which is a channel that Simon made. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's a region like the, the server region is having issues. So he said, "Wait, I heard something. Never mind. It was my tinnitus." Hello,
1: Jake. He might not be ready. Yeah, that might just be because I said Simon you, said he made. Did you daughter. hear
0: him whenever I wasn't in the room?
1: No, I couldn't hear him. Still, it feels like as soon as I pulled them the second time, it started fucking with their settings or something because of Discord.
0: Well, I wonder sometimes if, like, Discord messes up their ability to talk. And then they panic and they start changing settings on their end, which leads to them no longer working. You know what I mean? <sighs> yeah. Like, like I, I think this is... The fact that you can hear them in the waiting room, but not whenever we go on air, most of the time, I think is a Discord issue. Um, so maybe we should run the whole show on Skype is what I'm getting at. No. Um, I'm just hanging out with a silent Jake right now. He's got a uh, a Gengar... Icon on discord. It's great. We love it I was gonna take a quick break to do the Grubhub ad and we didn't do that I'm gonna do the Grubhub ad right now while we're, do- we're waiting on this Hello everyone, uh, I want to give a big shout out to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. Thank you to Grubhub uh, people always ask about uh, the Grubhub uh, code and I have another code for you this week which is 5 Travis. That's the word 5. Not the number. 5 Travis. One word. Uh, it's $5 off $10. It's a 500 cap. Oh. See, there's something fucked with the waiting room and on-air room recently. I'm doing, I'm doing the Grubhub ad right now. Oh. Um, so, so I'll finish the Grubhub ad while you troubleshoot this, Mark. And then, and then I'll rejoin if you tell me. Um, Okay. So it's five Travis and it runs from May 16th to May 22nd and you can use five Travis to receive $5 off your Grubhub order of $10 plus only for the first 500 orders. Again, this is from May 16th to May 22nd. And again, we have a, a new one called if you haven't ever used Grubhub before use new Travis when you, you order whenever you've never used Grubhub before new N E W T R A V I S uh, one word. So somebody actually uh, messaged me this week and said, oh, I just joined uh, the, I just joined uh, the, uh, came to the U.S. for an internship and I'm signing up for Grubhub. Can I use your code and everything? And it was great. So thank you to to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We love you, Grubhub. Sorry that we're dealing with this right now. But yeah, thank you. New, (laughs) new, N-E-W, Travis. Is Grubhub not a Canada thing? They have something there called Skip the Dishes, but it's not. Um, unfortunately, my codes don't work on that. But thank you to everybody who tweets at Grubhub and lets them know I do this stuff and blah 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 blah. All
1: right, all right. Hello, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. You join on air too, and we're gonna we're gonna do
0: it down there. Okay. Hello, Jake.
4: Hey, Travis.
0: Oh my God, we did it. Okay, so it was uh, a Discord issue.
4: Yeah, it did yeah, get- definitely.
0: Okay, it has something to do with the um, the regions, I think, that the the channels used. so that's, we can blame Yeah, this
4: I'm way. using like a Bluetooth headset and it just kept on disconnecting me.
0: Okay, so it's not a Discord issue, but I, that doesn't explain Yeshua. Jake, what do you want, to, where are you calling from?
4: Well, I'm actually calling from uh, Spokane, Washington right now.
0: Spokane, Washington, what do you want to talk about on the show?
4: Well, I had two takes, and if we still have time for both of them, um, we can do both of them. But I believe Mark wanted me to go with, at least first, the T1 is making this tournament look easy, and they're going to continue making this tournament look easy and win it. Probably uh, undefeated.
0: Undefeated. Do you think they'll drop a single game in Rumble?
4: I think their highest chance to lose a game would probably be to and i I would say this is no troll but g2
0: oh g2 instead of rng
4: yeah because right now um g2 is probably shown the most creativity and ingenuity in like their picks the way they draft and even especially the way they play cap is honestly just on another level right now too so that certainly helps
0: gotcha okay but you still that's their highest chance but you think you think it's likely most likely that they'll go undefeated yep um so what what about uh, t1 and their performance do you think is is the thing that's really giving you so much confidence in them
4: well the main reason i believe they will do this is because as we saw in the group stage they were able to kind of pick almost whatever they wanted and win with it relatively easily and specifically owner in the jungle he was uh pretty big dicking every other jungle in that group and he was doing it on things like fi and kindred and it was was pretty fun to watch actually but just uh, yeah it was crazy
1: all right mark um i mean i think that's especially a good point given that way has been someone who's been under criticism for even even in, in the LPL a little bit and uh, had some sus games over here that no longer count. I think his most sus games don't count actually anymore. So he's been great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think the T1 games have not been close at all, no matter who they play. I guess there was like, it was kind of close for a little bit against... The first one against, yes yeah, Saigon Buffalo, where the bot lane
4: was kind of trolling a little bit, but... That no, was that, like that wasn't the
1: one. I was there was there was one on the last day that, if I remember, that was like maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting mixed up, but the that one with the the bot lane ally Trish stuff was just it, like was oof. it the
4: DFM game too?
1: Yeah, it might have been the DFM game, um, but yeah, they they just never really felt like there was never a point, even if they made mistakes and like other teams held a gold lead for a second, it never once felt like a game where like oh this other team might win. Whereas I legitimately felt like in that RNG PSG game from a game state perspective. It was like, oh, PSG should maybe win this game from here. Then they fucked it up with the Baron immediately after. Um, and they just like, obviously, RNG is a better team. But like that, that did feel like a closer in the late game situation. The, the other team has an advantage over RNG. And that to me is a little concerning. I think T1 as well has just been like fucking amazing all year long. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. T1's the favorite. I want to go so far as to say that they aren't going to drop a game though. Uh, even in best of fives, I, I I feel like they'll give some up. Um, though I still think, I mean, I would have said that they're probably the favorite coming into the tournament. They're still the favorite, um, but yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna lose something.
0: What who do you think G two is their most likely loss, Mark?
1: Ah, uh, I'd say it's pretty even between RNG and G two. I, I agree with Jake's point about G two having some more curveballs to throw caps. Um, being an absolute stud and, you know, like, his pop-off potential. Like, Jahu just plays the game differently. He's very smart. Um, and, and maybe that can get a win, but, you know, like, it does it does feel different than, like, Caps taking Silas and just, like, popping the fuck off or, like, oh, here's an Anivia. Suck on that kind of thing. Uh, so I, I definitely think... G2 as well. I think there's just, like, more history between our, uh, T1 and... I mean, T1 has history with a lot of teams. RNG as well. But just, like, the... T1 feels angry about G2 having a winning record against them across two years or whatever it was, like four out of five in best of fives. Um, so yeah, wasn't I th- it? Wasn't it
4: eight and three? Is that what Quickshot said? Uh, their overall G2 versus SKT score is.
1: It, it might be. I'm not sure. I know. I, I think maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was four and five in best of fives for for G2 favored, but that sounds like that should be more than eight games. Then, so maybe I'm mistaken. You're
4: probably right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look into it. Oh, it's caps is eight and three. Okay. Oh caps. Okay. Do well, think... so either way. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say either way, it points to G2 having some potential,
0: maybe. Do you do you what do you think it means for the tournament if T one doesn't drop a game at all? Like do you think it makes the MSI feel even worse in a way? Because you know, there's. It's already had all this controversy. That the whole thing is just T one comes through, cuts the whole thing like a knife through butter. Three oh, three oh. are best of fives. I mean, and I, that's it. Like I don't
4: think that makes it feel worse. <laughs>
0: you don't. Think it already it makes it it feel feels worse.
4: about as bad as it can feel. Right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're
0: already at the bottom. <laughs> Only um,
4: can
1: go up from here. I
4: think I mean, that actually it, might be even more exciting, you know, if T1 goes undefeated all the way through, that might actually add a little bit of hype to the otherwise kind of sad tournament.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends, I guess, on your perspective. Like, I think that there's an argument to be made. That, I'm sure for T for T1 fans, it's crazy, but like, I I wonder if it also just is like, oh yeah, that MSI, that was the one that had all the issues, and then T1 just beat everybody, and it was never competitive at all. You know, like it's it's just it's interesting. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think uh, it would be bad to have them go totally undefeated through it. I don't think they will. And I also think, like, the whole... <laughs> I mean, like, the the T1 undefeated match streak thing is just a little funny to me. It's, like, kind of fudging the numbers to sound more impressive. It's like, G2 hasn't dropped a game in 20 games. And T1's like, yeah, our match score is also really good, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Tough competition, LCK, all that stuff. But... Um, there's definitely been some number fudging where it's like best of ones are treated just as importantly as best of fives and best of threes like don't don't look too closely t1 undefeated
0: this is off topic but mark i have never commented before on your hair but today's the day where i break that rule this is it's insane what are you even doing I'm just making it looks it looks, as goofy it as it as looks I can. crazy right now. Like there's just like a portal in the middle of it. Anyway, um,
1: <laughs> it's just a black hole it sucks in. Like, I mean, yeah,
0: it kind of, kind of was. I don't know what's going on. I should uh, get back. Anyway, your roots are so dark that it. Anyway, Jake, I guess we'll see how things go for T1. Uh, but it does feel like they were the tournament favorites, so they're definitely re- remaining the tournament favorites. And now the big question is just like, are they going to drop a game? So. Uh, just continuing the excitement if
4: they they draw right with my kind of secondary take is that EG wouldn't make it out of the uh, Rumble stage and instead it would be PSG and I think if T1 drew PSG first just swiped them out and then um, went up against either winner of G2 RNG like again if it's G2 that's probably their best chance at losing a game but I could easily see them yeah 3-0-ing PSG and then 3-0-ing
1: I, I say we, we go on the, e, the EG take. So that was the second topic he had, Travis, that I um, okay. I think we can just take it so I don't have to do another call about it. Just like sure. the G2 prediction – or EG prediction, excuse me. All
0: right, Jake, what do you got for EG?
4: Well, just uh, mainly that I think they're going to get mid and bot gap by PSG. I mean, even they could even get mid and bot gap by uh, Buffalo. But, I mean, I think that right now PSG is just a better team, especially their bot lane. Like, Unified and Tywing are – Personally, like just on another level compared to uh, Danny and Vulcan. So I think so that you they have might EG... bot gap pretty heavily.
0: So does that mean you have EG not making it out of uh, group uh, Rumble Yeah, stage? I, I
4: could easily see it being the classic NA thing where like both teams go, you know, like four and four or three and five or whatever, and then there's a tiebreaker and we lose that.
0: <laughs> that or Or it'll be the thing where they beat G2 in a really exciting match. Yeah. And then yeah. lose to no, they'll be T one
4: in the exciting matchup.
0: <laughs> oh, you just said they were going to go undefeated, I so I don't, I, I don't want to give them T one. But that, yeah, that'll it, be the be most some, to NA.
4: It'll be the it'll be the one that doesn't matter at all. They're playing T one last game of the.
0: No, I think it'll be the rumble stage. You, it's often the opposite. Well, oftentimes they win the one. What oftentimes what happens is you have them beat Europe in a crazy game, then they lose to like a minor region team the next day and then that means that they are no longer qualified and then they go all win right. some in crazy match.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. We can talk about what a bad NA tournament's gonna be. This isn't it, all right? <laughs> I I'm the, I'll I'll counter Jake on this one. I agree in the previous one. This one, no no fucking way. All right. When it was when it was the god Maple in the mid lane thrown down, scary. T S Okay. Maple? Bay. Bay is bad. <laughs> Like, straight Bay's up not, not good. He's not
4: insane, but I, I think that on, like, mechanical level, he's pretty close to where, like, JoJo's at. And I think that just the way that the team plays, he fits into the PSG play style almost better than JoJo fits into the EG play uh, style because at times I feel like JoJo's just on a different page compared to the okay. rest of team.
1: I'll say Bay is more likely to pick Lasandra for the team and, like, largely just get shit on in lane and then try to lock people down which is what he did right. in that game that it was close for PSG versus RNG. I will grant you Bay might work well with this team, um but he is just not good. <laughs> uh and it was funny hearing the LCK guys rage about not not really rage, but you know like in green rooms people people talk shit differently than they will like publicly because you know you don't want to like sound too different but like they were just like telling me about Bay and like you know them being 10th place on Nongshim and then like going on a run when they were him with Gory and stuff and like here he is in an international tournament as Bay. Um, and I don't think JoJo's insane. For people in chat who seem to be thinking I'm saying like JoJo's insane, I'm not. I'm just saying like I'm. All I'm saying is Bay is not going to like be a problem for JoJo. That's all I was saying, because Bay is not very good. Bot Lane as well. It was tough. This is where I'll give you a point. It was tough watching Kai Wing's Leona in that game, and then watching Vulcan's Leona the next game or like the next day. Um, that, that was yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I I do think bot lane may be a little concerned. I think, um, but I thought, I I think, you know, I just, River and Maple were so important to that team's run last split that beat C9 out, you know? I just don't think it's the same PSG team. Um, And I'm actually not that.
4: It was more important last year when they played against Cloud9, though, who had Perks and Blabber and having, yeah, Maple and River kind of counteract them certainly helped there versus, like, this setup where, like, Danny's kind of our, like, late-game insurance card god mode when he gets all the resources later in the game. But um, Unified and Kaiwing now are, like, almost veterans in a sense with how many uh, international tournaments the, they've made it to under PSG. And I mean, I, I just –
1: I think they're good, but I also just don't think that they have a very strong like they don't have an insane early game or it doesn't seem like they do so far for PSG. Um, and you know they ran over their region, so their their like regional stats are good for that. But like internationally, I haven't seen it, it too much. It's it's been okay, I guess, I against some against of the lower tier teams. Against, but,
4: other than RNG, they were they were outperforming other bot lanes in their group. Game.
1: Yeah, no, I, I meant the, the team as a whole. Like, so like the whole Danny scaling okay. point. Like, yeah, they can lose. Like, they, they could lose lane to to Kaiwing and Unified. I don't disagree with that, but I don't I don't know if uh, as a team they close the game out before Danny can get scaling. I, I think they're fine. I think you make some good points about the bot lane, the mid lane. I would say don't worry about it. If JoJo's struggling versus Bay, I'm in deep shit, and so so are all <laughs> of us. And don't get me wrong, like Bay might get a kill on him, and like with a gank or whatnot. Not I don't mean that, but just like. I don't think it's a mid-gap. If yeah, it's a mid-gap, you're, I'm You're
0: not going like, wow, to be like, wow, they lost it. because uh, JoJo lost a bait. Okay. People can clip it, it and ship usually it. Usually,
1: like, pre-face a take, but to
4: post-face this, I really hope it doesn't happen because I really, really like EG, and especially, like, JoJo and Danny's personalities are so just – they're they're fun, especially JoJo. Like, I would hate to see him just get, like, completely shut out in this tournament by, like, everyone that mattered, you know, everyone that wasn't Osh.
1: Well, <laughs> that's the thing too is you have to remember g2 is the best team in the world so us struggling against them is really not that concerning so okay, true. okay. so
0: true jake thank you so much g2. for the call anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller
4: just my uh flexible job position i was able to just bounce out on break real quick and do whatever <laughs> for nice. this for this call
0: yeah thank you so much uh, we'll catch Still you next
4: time. talk to you later guys
0: all right before we take the next call Mark, I had a I had an epiphany a little bit ago. Okay. The reason Riot hasn't released the schedule for the teams is because if the fans in Korea don't know when T1 is playing, then they, they have, have to be show there up. the whole time. So you just never say when T1 is playing so they can't only show up for that match and then peace out afterwards.
1: Coming up next, it's T1, and then they don't take the stage. And coming up next, it's T1. So yeah, the fans well, just get I think stuck in the arena. No, no, no,
0: like they all, they all. You never, say, you actually make them play at the end of the day. You just you never, you never say when say they're showing up. When and so the yeah. T1 fans that come to watch in the audience are are there and they go like, oh, "Okay, like the next game's not T1." Oh, it's still not T one, but they have to stay there anyway. That way, yeah, you don't have, have the so uh, the the, the
1: Busan Library memes. I will say, I'm pretty sure, and I, I didn't want to flame Riot's production as I was on Riot's production, but I think it was just the mix was not great. Because on like the second to last day when I was casting, I could hear the the crowd so much better, and it was like, it wasn't even T one's games, you know? It was like I think it was the RNG day, it was the G two EG you don't day.
0: Need, you don't need to see like the 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 audience is in well, I Mark. mean
1: I mean it's yeah you can see that it's not <laughs> yeah, full. I know you're yeah.
0: trying to play it up if if production's doing a better job they're just pumping or uh, they're like clipping audience from previous events that's maybe, actually else's maybe LCS that's what happened they're like quick press today. the cheer button yeah yeah, yeah. yeah maybe Something big happens and they play the, the cheer from JoJo getting the pentakill at, at Baron. Uh, from a I just mean ago.
1: like the, 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 the pentakills where they were like, oh, they weren't cheering for Gallup. I'm going to have to assume it was just like the audio. Because like when I was casting the G2 game and Caps had like his 1v3, I could hear the audio very loud in my ear that the crowd was oh, popping Danny, off and sorry. stuff. And so, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, we were talking about JoJo earlier. It broke my mind. Okay. My whole point is... That's that's the secret. All right, Yeshua's here. Yeshua, where are you calling from?
3: Uh, I'm calling from
7: Northern. sorry from where? Northern Ontario, Canada. Sorry,
0: Northern Ontario. I've decided that what's happening is everyone's calling in from their work computers, so everyone has a scuffed mic for this episode. Uh, yeah, Yeshua, what do you want to talk about on the show?
7: Uh, my hot take, actually, tonight is that with the new C9 roster, I think that if the synergy between Blaber and Jensen still exists, that they will win summer and do well at Worlds, getting to at least semis or better.
0: The class, I This is, I think, the third or fourth week in a row where we've had somebody predict uh, an NA team going far at Worlds. The total and, we it, take. It
1: can't just be that Cloud Nine. This is going to help them make worlds because they got yeah, yeah. fourth in spring. They they don't have to make worlds, but they're also going to win it.
7: Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I didn't say win worlds. I just said no, that I they're going to have a good showing.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. uh Why Why do you think this is going to happen, Yeshua?
7: Um, I think a big problem like blabber didn't really pop off too much this past split right and he didn't have a good mid laner to work with to get to where he needed to be on the map and to pull off the plays he needed like fudge was serviceable but fudge wasn't as good as perks and fudge isn't as good as jensen will be jensen might be rough for the first couple games but if they have the ability to move together as a unit i think they'll be able to get uh Sven and Berserker unlocked, and they'll just be able to take over games. And Fudge is proven to be able to be a good weak side top laner.
0: Uh, okay, so let's just start with the LCS first, because we can move on to Worlds in a couple months. But how how well will they do in the LCS, Mark Zimmerman?
1: Okay, so... I think Blabber had a pretty good start to Spring that people don't remember, Uh, I think obviously during that 8-0 run or whatever they looked really good, Uh, but when the team started struggling, I agree, they didn't really have comps to fall back on and it wasn't necessarily a good jungle meta for him to carry, if I'm trying to remember the the meta correctly. so I, I kind of agree that like this this will allow like I think Jensen and him will combo together better than Fudge or Blabber ever seemed to work. Like they, they never had insane synergy. Um and I think the way that they were playing the game was, you know, kind of the summit has his picks or whatever, and either that wins or we do other random stuff. I, I, I was not particularly impressed by C at the end of the split either. So, you know, like I, I see this as being better because I think it almost has to be. Not like I think C9 was was terrible. They still beat, um, what was it, Golden Guardians. But, but uh, I, th- I think, whereas that team would be just the top five team at the end of spring after people started figuring them out a little bit more, um, as opposed to like, what they looked like being number one. Team. I could see the team actually being a lot better. Uh, Fudge back to top lane being weak side. I think he also showed that he can play strong side at like MSI last year and, and later on in summer. Um, So he just has like more flexibility, even if he's not quite, uh, even when he is strong side, he's not crazy as crazy as summit was. He he also hopefully shouldn't need to be. Um, The only question is like kind of the whole bot lane stuff still. And if Jensen will be in that form as soon as he starts, but like in theory, I agree.
0: I, yeah, I mean, I think in theory, but I don't think that it's probably going to work out that way. I think Jensen might have a lot of, I don't know. The, the big question is how are they going to look at the end of the split? Yeah. And uh, this is really tough. Part of me wants to doubt. I'm, not, I'm going to go negative and negative here. Part of me wants to doubt Sven and Jensen being able to come back against, uh, you know, a bunch of other players who have been playing for quite some time and teams that have been sorting their stuff out and all that. And work really well. Uh, on the other hand, I think there's an argument that can be made that maybe the LCS is actually kind of weak right now. Like we have a floundering 100T, kind of. We have Team Liquid who I think people people used Team Liquid as like the the measuring bar against what all the other teams were held against. I think this split. Um, especially towards the end Because theoretically Team Liquid's supposed to be really good And so if Team Liquid is struggling, then that means that like Wow, 100T, they're back on top And uh, you've got EG looking really good because they won and all that stuff But if, you, if the premise is actually, well, Team Liquid's not that good Then maybe that means nobody else is that good And so C9 should be able to vault this bar um, And so it's hard for me to say because I feel like I don't know what's going to be worse, uh, the other LCS teams or Jensen and Sven. maybe that's the best way to put it.
1: Uh, (laughs) That's that's a very negative way to put it, but I I don't think you're that far off where it's like, I think 100 Thieves is largely fine. I think that they, I mean, they'll probably continue the storyline from Spring where like they don't look insano, but they also struggle a little bit. Um, they did have an insane win streak at the end, but even during that win streak, they were struggling. Um, I, I, I'm a little concerned for them. I think Team Liquid will be okay, and I think EG will maintain this form, maybe minus like the MSI hangover. So I still think it is difficult for Cloud9 to find their their way in. They have to bump one of those three teams, but it's also yeah. not that. But it's also not that hard to, to Travis's little... point. Like,
0: yeah. Go ahead, Mark.
1: No, no, I was just saying like it's it's an uphill battle, but it's not like that
0: hard. I I'm a little worried for E.G.
1: You think they're flashing the pan?
0: No, not necessarily, but I do think that like let's say they don't get out of Rumble. Like Vulcan, so I did this interview with Vulcan um and people can go check it out. And he was like talking about how what he's trying to do is like make sure that the team is okay cuz he's like you know this is one tournament and we've got and this was like after their first 3 days right and so uh he i think he's a little worried about a collapse for the team um and i'm not saying like oh they're going boom behind the scenes or something like that right but like i think EG worked really well in playoffs because they had this like level of confidence. Like they just had this level of swagger where they came out after the rift and they did all this stuff and they, they did all this, this, this just very aggressive play style that I worry that they could lose some of that if they lose their confidence at MSI and things could get a little messy for them. And if they come back and they continue to lose, you know what I mean? Because they have like the MSI hangout over that everybody gets. I don't know. I'm i I'm a little worried for, for EG. I, I, it's, it's a it's a Hotline League or Reddit take to be projecting this far out, but I, I could definitely see them struggling um, for a long time, potentially after MSI, if, if things get really bad. So, I don't know. It's really tough to say with C9. Because um, I think it is weird because they're basically building, it feels like they're basically building what should have been their spring split team right now. And it's like, what does that mean for this team starting in summer?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have more ground to make up as a whole because you're replacing – even if Fudge was on the team before, like he's going to be top lane now and all that. So Yeah, I mean,
0: it's basically like this is the type of rebuild you do between summer and spring, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's sus, but like you said, it's not like – like 100 Thieves kind of look – I mean, they were in the finals. I, I, I don't think – I think people are a little negative on 100 Thieves. They, they were in the finals, and they, they clearly laid an egg. They kind of laid an egg against TL until they started playing well. They, they seem like a team that just sometimes underperform. Maybe they'll do that all of summer, too, maybe. I, I guess it's possible. Awesome. But I think they should be fine. They should be fine.
0: Yeshua, thanks for the call. Anything you want to shout out?
7: Uh, just shout out to you guys. I love the show. I watch it all the time. And uh, Alienware and Grubhub. And I hope you can get the codes working in Canada soon.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Awesome. All right. That is the show. Mark That's it. Am I going to yes, walk your COVID test over to you?
1: I think so. Am I going to walk walk over to you or are you walking it over we'll to me? We'll meet in the middle. What if you just throw it off your balcony in the middle of the street and I'll pick it up?
0: And we can do that. <laughs> Thanks for doxing me. Now people know I have a balcony.
1: Oh, shit. There's not many of those in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> All uh,
4: right.
1: No, resin, resin Refresh is not after this. I don't know what the, the Resin Refresh plan is. Yeah, you we haven't a character? talked about it.
0: Part, part of the problem is there's literally nothing to talk about. What What I should be doing or what we should be doing is finding a guest to have on and then just making the show about them. But...
1: Alright, go do that. That sounds good. Good plan. Yeah,
0: it's been tough with MSI going and all that stuff. So um no, resin Refresh is not cancelled forever. It's just really, really tough whenever like the game is frozen in time. Yeah. As as in the same way that my characters are frozen in my teapot.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. no one cares about this. And end the show. What okay, wait, we, what we, are
0: we what do we got coming out this week? Two uh, so
1: I, I have two blame games one is about eg obviously um it's really hard to blame any of the other teams like basically the pool one and pool two seeds got out and it's kind of hard to blame any of them so it's just gonna be about eg it might be a little shorter because you know like while there were a lot of games like they all kind of it's actually funny where like it's easier to make a hyper specific analytical thing on a single game than over four games yeah because then then they just become trends and so like i don't know Either way, I'll, I'll be doing one of those. And I'll be doing a, a one on the bracket as well and format and stuff.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if you're looking for somebody to blame or something to blame for MSI so far, I feel like Riot Games is a pretty big target. Uh, oh, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> all right. That's the show, everybody. Thanks for sticking through. I, I appreciate everybody that shows up in the middle of a Tuesday. Uh, I don't – I think, Nick, I can't look at the schedule on lollysports.com, but I think – We might do another Tuesday episode next week because I think there are games happening that, like, it makes more sense to do it after the end of the Rumble stage, and I think there's an extra day after, so um, I don't know. Stay tuned. Apologies for all the mixed-up times, but anything you want to shout out, Mark?
1: Nope. Shout out my cat. I just woke up. Yoko wants attention, little baby boy.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Anyway,
2: thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time. I miss you.